rip. All right, welcome back to uh, episode three, Phenom Fam Podcast. The phenomenal fans live here, Jared. They live on this podcast. That's true. That's exactly where they live. That's why everyone's here and everyone's listening. And if you're not listening, get get your shit together. Yeah, because this is uh, this is where all every phenomenal fan you know is. This is where they spend their time where they listen to stuff. Listen to uh, us degenerates talk about sports, and we have a good good slate today of topics. Uh, we're recording here on a Thursday evening, January twenty seventh. Obviously, a big weekend. NFL Championship Sunday. Two tickets to the Super Bowl will be punched by the next time we talk. We have some NBA action. We have had some coaching hires in the NFL, so we will dive into that, and we'll break down some other stuff. But in the meantime. First of all, Jared, of course, the number one topic on everybody's mind this weekend. Uh, we touched on it in the last episode, but Bengals Chiefs, 49ers Rams. Oh, yeah. Yep. And, uh, you know, we, we have our picks out there on um, TikTok. If you want to see them, you can go over to the Phenomenal Fan TikTok. We talked about it. I believe Ryan has Chiefs at, uh, Chiefs at minus seven. I took Bengals at plus seven. Um, I, I would I said like it would be tough to take the uh, the under in that game just because you just watched them score a combined sixty five points, um, but True. at the same time it's like one of those ones I'd like to stay away from. I I took Rams money line and a alt under of forty nine and a half. Um, parlay so together. Yeah, parlay those together, <laughs> of course. So um, yeah, I'm no, but I'm ex- I'm excited about it, Ryan. And uh, what what did you have in the uh, Rams game? You said that you would I take said Rams the Rams are going to win by three. So yeah, so you take them at two and a half. So you could take it all. I said I would take them at three also because if it they're going to win by three, so it'll be a push, and I'm fine with the push. But then I feel like, like just at that point, extra half point. Yeah, just buy the extra half point. So because if you think they're going to win by three, just take them at two and a half screw your payout a little bit right yeah but i'm just still so that game is just such a toss-up for me because on paper coming into it watching the rams play putting up a shit ton of points against the bucks um just their offense is loaded their defense is loaded their defense is playing really well everybody's playing really well on paper theoretically they should beat the pulp out of the 49ers like it should be on paper in a dome yeah it should be a 31 to 17 game you know what i mean that's what i would think you would think so you would think so but the which i would actually wouldn't mind because that would be that would hit my all under and would also also take care of the money line but that this san fran team's weird and like in the that stat about um sean mcveigh against kyle shanahan did you see that Uh uh-uh there's only four coach i think that they, they showed this thing there's only like four coaches ever that are like oh and six I think I don't know if it was active coaches or coaches like ever that were zero and six against another coach, and Sean McVay is zero and six against Kyle Shanahan as head coach. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so that's that's a fun one to take into the weekend. It's like I know that's going to be in the back of my head when I'm like when I'm when I'm picking that because I'm going to be like, yeah, is he going to win seven in a row? But, but I know. But I don't now know he's if due. Sean ever had a yeah. team. I don't know if he's ever had a team like he has now. I mean, you had Jared Goff there. He's zero and six against Kyle Shanahan. You know, uh, yeah, I guess so. Was man. Kyle I, Shanahan I the head coach when the Rams went to the Super Bowl like four years ago, five years ago, whenever that was? Like, when they played the Patriots, they had Goff, obviously. I don't know when his, I don't know when his first one was. Um, I know because 
because Kyle Kyle Shanahan came over from Atlanta, right? He was the I have uh, no idea. coordinator. It could have been. I'm yeah. Pretty sure Kyle, I think Kyle Shanahan when when Matt Ryan had that crazy good year, I think he might. I don't know if he won an MVP, but he might have. I think he was the offensive coordinator for Atlanta. I I, I could double check, but let's see, Kyle. I just can't imagine the team that went to the Super Bowl lost to him Kyle twice Shanahan that year. Sean McVay. And Kyle Shanahan's six, a great coach, right? Sean McVay Rams seek to snap six-game losing streak versus Kyle Shanahan 49ers. So is it 0-6 or is it a six-game losing streak? You know what I mean? Because if he's yeah, 0-6. Yeah, it sounds, sounds like it's a six-game losing streak. Because they play uh, twice a year. A, so little, that's three years. Yeah, I saw a little snippet under here that said, He's oh, so he's three and seven overall. Okay. So he didn't beat him. Okay. He's got a he's on a six game losing streak. I was I think I was at the, I I don't know what I what I was doing, but I don't think I was so like, if you really take paying the, attention. I just saw oh I saw six oh and six, so it must be over the last couple of years or so whatever. If you take the six six game losing streak out of it, he's two and one against Sean McVay. <laughs> I mean I mean against Kyle Shanahan. He's two and one. Yeah, but like yeah, you can't I know, just, I'm just kidding. You can't just, you can't just take a six game losing streak out three of the and one. No, but I know. If you take that horrible that horrible stretch. So, um, see, and it's, that's the same thing because that lines up so similarly to the last weekend when 49ers played the Packers. And the Packers, where the Packers on paper at home in Lambeau against the wild card team yeah, should, in the snow. should have covered the, the spread. The Cali team, right? Yeah, exactly. A California team, like everything else, as the home team. And by the way, just so you know, and so our listeners know, coming into that game last week, Jared, the Packers did not lose a game at home this season. They went eight and zero at home. They went seven and one at home against the spread in that game. I mean, coming into that game, all signs pointed to Packers winning, Packers covering. And then you heard that one pesky stat, just like the one you mentioned about McVay versus Shanahan. Rodgers had never beat the 49ers in the playoffs. And you're like, well, one of these has to give, right? Like, yeah. either the rent the Either the Packers blow it at home and their amazing season at home ends or, you know, they cover the spread. They beat the Packers for the first time in the playoffs and then they probably go to the Super Bowl. Right. I mean, yeah, you know, San Fran has this weird thing where like they obviously like obviously they kind of had a little bit of a weird year, like in terms of like, you know, they had ups and downs and they did, you know, but like they have this weird thing where they just their game plan and their schemes are so good where they they can just run the ball and run the ball and run the ball and then throw and the Jimmy G's good enough to throw when you put the ball to. in the hands and the like, best weapon in the NFL right yeah yeah gotta put it who's that again oh that's right D- 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 yeah <laughs> he's he's, um, he's a monster um, and then you have Kittle and when Kittle's going you know he's as good as any other tight end in the league really mm-hmm. he's, when he's going strong and you gotta think like like Travis Kelsey, like I would like to, like I wonder what Travis Kelsey uh, would look like with Jimmy G, because Tra- Travis Kelsey has days where he's off with P- Patrick Mahomes. What does George Kittle look like with Patrick Mahomes? Oh yeah, you he's, know he's and, Travis Kelsey. He's, he's Travis Kelsey, or like you know Kelsey looks like a little bit bigger, but I think Kittle looks like a better actual receiver. So if you look so, at the 49ers schedule this year and the, their games, they started they beat the Lions. I mean, they beat everybody they should have. They lost to the Packers in, it looks like, week three, if I'm looking at this correctly, by two points. Then they lost to the Seahawks. By the way, Jared, the 49ers 
lost twice to the Seahawks this year. I don't know if that's just like a Russell Wilson. I I don't know if that's like a, a, a Russell Wilson like thing against the 49ers. Maybe he just dominates against the 49ers. You know, it could be. Um, mm-hmm. They lost to the Titans, a good team. They lost to the Colts, a good team. You know, they lost to the Packers. They lost to the Cardinals twice also, you know. So maybe people were kind of – I don't know. I just – I've heard so many things, right? People always say that about, like, the wild card teams in baseball or the teams that, like – look at the – we've talked about it before, I think, but Eli Manning's two Super Bowls. Like, he was a wild card team both years. He was 9-7 both times. But you win that first road game in the playoffs, and then all of a sudden you turn into that team that nobody wants to play. So maybe they show up. Maybe they win. I still have Rams by three. Um, yeah, and it should be a fun game. Yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm excited for that one. I just I'm excited, really excited to see the scheme. Like just like just the way that like the, what they the play. play that game. Yeah, because if they because if they're able to run the ball and and just keep the ball out of the Rams' hands, for, like. Any, like, team that I, like, the Pats used to do that really well, where they would get a little bit of a lead, and then they would, they would just... Coast. Like, especially in, like, those, like, LeGarrette Blunt style, did, yeah, like, those yeah. days. They'd get that lead, and then they would just pound the ball with LeGarrette Blunt at the end of the game. And, like, the other team would, like, touch the ball for seven minutes in the second half. And it's, like, it's really tough to come back when you can yeah, hold the you ball. Can't. Especially, if, especially if those long drives somehow turn into scores touchdowns then you're, yeah. you're really you're really in trouble yeah because think, it's like okay not only did they hold the ball but now they just added an yep. extra possession that you have to you have to get so yeah i would say the key to this game and the 49ers are a team that reminds me kind of like the packers where if they get down big early like the the rams jumped on top what 20 to 3 on the i mean mm-hmm. at one point it was 27 to 3 right or something against the, the bucks 26 yeah, to 3. It, a, it, it looked like it looked like it was a horrible it, lot and then it was like it was looked like like we talked about it, it looked like it was scripted for Tom Brady to come back and yeah. then he'd win a Super Bowl and like maybe potentially right off into the sunset as like right, right. the golden boy, right? Like yeah. it kind of that's what it felt like when it he started did. coming back you're like oh this is this shit's rigged. Yeah, but I think if the 49ers get down like that early 40 or 21 to 3, 27 to 3, they don't have mm-hmm. enough they don't, Jimmy G doesn't – he's not capable enough to just lead them to such a monster comeback because, like you said, they're designed – in order to have that type of comeback, you have to have a really, really good quarterback, really, really good receiving core, and you can't really run the ball that much, and that's where they they have their success. I mean, even when they beat the Packers, right? They were close to field goal range. It was, like, coming down to the end of the game. It was third and six, and they just hand the ball off to Debo Samuel. Of course, he busts for, like, 12. They kick a field goal and win. But, like – that works in that situation because they run the ball. But if they're in a situation where they can't run or they're forced to throw, they're probably going to lose. So that's the key, yeah, key if I'm the 49ers is just jump on them. Jump on them early. Especially with that against that defense. That's not like that's not a good defense to come back against. And that's kind of like the thing that I, I'm like. That's, that's the difference between the Chiefs and the Bengals game, right? Like if there's a if somebody gets down, you never and they like, need to come back. The Chiefs, yeah, the Chiefs just prove prove they can go down the field and score in thirteen four seconds. seconds. Like, it's a really I think it's a really good Bills D. Number one so, like, Bills defense. Game, yeah, this next game it lacks a little bit of that, right? Yeah, it's, yeah. It, so it definitely lacks. Yeah, so Bengals and Bengals Chiefs is actually the first game of the day, I believe. Um, I wish it was yeah, the second one because so. I think that'd be a more entertaining game. Maybe not. I don't know. But uh, second game, 
Bengals Chiefs. Am I flashing? Am I flashing? You right no, now? you look good. No, my little my little light feels like it's flashing, but it might just be because my eyes have been staring. No, you look good. You look good. All right, cool, cool. Just just double checking. Um, uh, yeah. So 49 I mean, so Bengals Chiefs. I had the Chiefs winning. I had the Chiefs covering, just because, like you said, the Chiefs have that capability where it's just like at any given point they could score a touchdown. Burrow throws one pick, boom, another touchdown. You know, yeah. they go three and out or they punt, boom, another touchdown. Then it's just like, my God, will they ever stop? You know. So I feel like it may end up being a game where the experience pays off, and obviously the Bengals don't have that. But yeah, yeah but it's like, it's like, is it they're like, is it too early for them to have like the, a coming out party? You know, correct. Where it's like okay, like because like this was a little bit of like this was kind of their coming out party of a year. But is it like too early for them just to be the guys that? march into the playoffs or is it just the classic narrative of like well they don't have the experience yet and then they're just and it feels like joe joey burrow is going to be primed for a, you know a couple an mvp season and a super bowl at some point in his right. career right oh yeah easily so, yeah yeah he's, he, he's gonna have a lot so, of success yeah and, and that team is young and, and really good um so i don't know it, it does feel it does it sort of feels like Oh, like 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 veteran, uh, like Mahomes for some reason right now is the veteran in, in that that game, which is funny. Yeah. It just doesn't feel like Mahomes is a veteran because well, he's like got the most experience, just, man. Just the other day, yeah, just two the other day. Super Bowls, man. He's played in two Super Bowls already. What is he? Twenty five, twenty four. Like he's a freaking baby, man. But I think uh, you know we saw it when they played, and you you know we've mentioned it before, but the last time they played, it was back and forth. There was a shootout. And the one thing the Bengals do have, which I think is maybe there's an argument for it. I wouldn't say the best, but a top three, definitely this year, top three combo between Burrow and Jamar Chase, the quarterback receiver combo. Those two guys, you saw it in the game they played against the Chiefs. You remember that? In like down in the fourth quarter, it was like third and 20, and Joe Burrow dropped back and just. And he said it after the game. He said it. They were like, what are you thinking in the, in the press conference? What are you thinking right there when you just lob a ball, 50-50 ball up to Jamar? And he said, he's like, isn't that the meme that everyone talks about? He's like, fuck it. Jamar's down there somewhere. You know, like, like he's down there. He's, he, and, like, so they have that capability. And the Chiefs secondary, obviously, has some weaknesses. So I think if the Bengals were to pull off a monster upset, Jamar Chase is going to have to catch I think they're going to have to have at least two guys with 120 receiving yards. And I think Mixon's going to have to run for, for at least 80 to 100 also. Burrow's going to have to stay. It's just, man, the margin of error against the Chiefs is so small. You turn the ball over once, it's like you literally may, may as well call it almost game over. Like, Yeah, it just, it, it just this year they had a little bit less of like that. That it seemed like they had a they had those games where they obviously still had like the classic vintage Chiefs that we'd seen over the last couple of years, but they did have those games where like the offense sputtered a little bit. Yeah, and it was like early on too. And Travis Kelsey looked like he wasn't interested in playing, probably because DraftKings or FanDuel told him that ninety percent <laughs> of the money and the, and the prop that's run is over. So they said, "Hey, man." Yeah, we'll give you another game wanna, check if you don't get dude, every I, effort into I, your targets. And also, I, I like here's another thing. It, it's kind of funny to have like the official betting partners of like the NFL. Like, doesn't it just kind of feel, or or NBA, whatever it is, doesn't it feel like just such a conflict of interest? 
It does. Like just to just to be like a betting partner, like because it's like okay, so we're shaking hands on the business side of things, right? Well, like you know, you know what I mean. Like no, I'm with you. I mean, you know, like probably and then, not, and then you just but... you, you sign like some uh, you know NDA disclosure agreement, yeah. yeah, NDAs, and 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 you just tell them, you know, the coaches ring it down to the players and say, hey man, we're gonna lose our company as a sports book will lose. You know, we looked at the numbers. We'll lose five million dollars on this we'll game. We'll give you a check for five hundred thousand. Yeah, we'll give you guys a check. We'll, you know, we'll refurnish the locker room or whatever the hell it is. You know, Seriously, like, I don't know. Those things start spinning in my head because I kind of picture what if I had that much power, like, you know what I mean, like what I, what, what the way I might handle things. I don't know. That's, no, it's, I'm with it's you. Tough. I'm with and, you. And money, and money is, and money is kind of like the root of all evil. And maybe like that sometimes, and, and maybe like, it's not the Chiefs. Like maybe. Like, you know, early this season, one that particularly comes to mind for me, and maybe it's just because I got completely bent over the sink on it in fantasy football, was I had some guys on a bye. It was, like, later in the season, like, week 15 or something in the playoffs, and I needed a, like, week 13. I can't remember, but I needed a running back. And I remember the week before, I I think I also needed a running back or a flex, and I started, like, Miles Gaskin. Or maybe I bet on him to score a touchdown. For the Dolphins. And Miles Gaskin mm-hmm. got like six carries the entire game. And Duke Johnson, who had six carries the whole season coming into that game, had like 29 carries for 150 yards and three touchdowns or something ridiculous. And I was like, that's really weird that they just randomly decided he's going to get 30 carries today. And then the next week, I picked him up, and that was the week I needed a running back. I started Duke Johnson. And he did nothing. He had like nine carries for 30 yards, no touchdowns. Like, is there a little bit in there where people are like, oh my God, Duke Johnson, he went off last week. Oh, one, you know, Duke Johnson, anytime touchdown plus 220, easy. And then he just doesn't, red zone just doesn't even get targeted, doesn't get touched, doesn't, you know. And I'm just like, man. What's going don't on with the Dolphins? Don't get me started about primetime prime time games and BS player scoring. Oh, that happened. Like, in the- it's, always, it's always the narrative. It's always the narrative where it's like, like they always say like, you, like, you know, this guy, this guy was working at a radio shack last <laughs> yeah. week and he just punched in his first, his first career touchdown. And it's like, why was it the first score? Like, why are we doing tackle eligibles for the first score of the game? It was- why does Derek Gore... The guy that, that you guys signed from the practice squad getting the punching the ball in over yep. Damian Williams or the first the first touchdown of the game last week. Uh the first touchdown of the game between the Rams and the Buccaneers was a seven yard pass on first and goal. First and goal from the seven yard line. If you're okay, let's take a step back here. If you have money on that game, which I'm sure you did and millions of other people did, on the first touchdown score in that game, Bucks Rams. Who who comes first to mind? Leonard Fournette, Cooper, Cooper Cup, Cooper Cup, fuck Tyler Higby, Rob Gronkowski, oh, yeah, OBJ, like, OBJ, anybody. It'd be it'd Van be Jefferson, be, Mike Evans. Who, who was it? Who was it though? Who was the guy that scored? The guy that caught the first touchdown in the Rams Bucks game last week. On first and goal was a play-action rollout. Matt Stafford touchdown to Kendall Blanton. It was his sixth reception of the season. Dude, it's, and his first career I'm, touchdown. 
first career touchdown. That's I'm, I'm just saying, man, that, that shit, like, you don't got to fix the game. You don't have to fix a game to fix a prop bet not to hit. 100%. You can still... You could still game plan away from somebody to to fix a game and, and make money advantageously while kind of thinking that you're doing it okay. Like, oh, you know what? Like, I'm I'm there with you, dude. Because there's times where it's like, there's times where you're like Derrick Henry. I mean, like even I felt like Dante Foreman. Like we talked about how he was pretty good, right? Right. Deonta, whatever. His yeah, name Deontay is, or, Foreman. Yeah. We, yeah, Deontay. We had to, we talked about it. Like we're like, okay, he's pretty damn good, but it's like he also like he also took like you know six or seven carries away. And Derrick Henry ended up like 82 yards, and I think his over-under was like 85. Right, right. And it's like, okay, like... Well, and then, but then you go a little bit... You, then you take a step back, right? And you're like, well, last week in the Titans game, the guy that scored the first touchdown was Derrick Henry. And how much money was on Derrick Henry to score the first touchdown, right? I mean... Yeah, but, the, but they also give you shit... Well, semi-shit odds compared to the other players, but... The point I, is, I the NFL... Like, the <laughs> NFL first touchdown scores are rigged. Bottom line, they're rigged. There's no other way to put I think it. So too. And 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 it's not and like I said it doesn't mean anything about like the game necessarily being fixed. The outcome of the game might still be a certain way, but like there could be some sort of there could definitely be like a game plan change, right? Yeah. A play calling change, shifting shifting your first goal line package and and like it could even be like an attempted touchdown. And they might have to like attempt to throw it to two guys and if they can't get it, they can maybe go to I don't know. I, I would imagine that there's there's a little bit of tomfoolery happening. For yeah, sure, there so. definitely could be. Okay, but but yeah, I'm excited for this weekend, man. I'm I, I'm really th- hoping that the I'm kind of hoping that the, the way I'm gonna bet happens. Obviously, first of all, I have a uh, bet on the Rams to win the Super Bowl with my buddy, which I got like I told you, I got shit odds on. I got took it at like I got three to one odds. So I bet right. fifty. Either. He has to give me one fifty. That was like week four, so I should have got better odds on that, but whatever. Um, yeah. We were having some beers, so yeah. whatever. Yeah. Um, I'm very excited about the games. I'm very excited to see if – I'm hoping that the, that Chiefs-Bengals game turns into a big shootout because I oh, yeah. just – who doesn't love who doesn't love a big shootout? 100%. 100%. And then if the – I do think that the, the 49ers potentially have a chance just with the, the history of the coaching and if they can hold the ball – away and not make jimmy g to do too much but i mean that's a tough it's a the the one kryptonite to that is that how good that rams defense actually has been playing so yeah 100 percent. so excited about that so let's, yeah uh, i guess we'll we'll get we could recap on monday or tuesday or whatever yeah sunday night if we get yeah if we get get into it we'll know who knows right um and then we mentioned last time that we'll dive into a little bit of basketball again jared's a little bit more up on it than i am but the big game of the weekend yeah. that i've seen is Nets Warriors now yes Durant's not playing but Kyrie will be James Harden most likely will be of course you have your Steph Curry's your Clay Thompson's uh so the the rosters that are going to play are good um I think more so the story of this game might be that and it is true these two teams are the number one and number two teams that are in every book favorites to win the championship this year so this could very 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 easily probably the most likely scenario for the nba finals so it's an exciting game to see when's the last time you checked on that on the odds for yeah because i wouldn't i wouldn't surprise me because it's like if you're accounting for things to happen in the future yeah if we look on Um, if we look on the nba tab i guess you could say for team futures on let's just look at DraftKings. Right now, the Nets are the favorite. 
at plus 250 yeah, and, and the warriors are second favorites at plus 475 and the next closest is the suns at plus 600 bucks it's plus 700 that's that suns that suns team is pretty good man i you know i have a i have a sneaky one like Memf- the memphis grizzlies are kind of sneaky like that too the way I they think, might be able- i think the uh the Cavs are kind of sneaky this year from what i've seen <laughs> I was gonna say that too. I, I like, and they're plus eight thousand, dude. Ten bucks to win eight hundred bucks. Yeah. And, and the Cavs, the Cavs, yeah, because they got a good team. Like, like I think they just beat the Bucks like beat, last night. They beat the, no, they beat them handily. They beat them by like twenty points. Exactly. They beat, like beat the shit up. Well, and here's the thing that people don't understand about them: they're fucking huge, dude. It's a huge team. Is it? Jared Allen is huge. Laurie Markkinen is like seven foot tall. Apparently, Kevin, Kevin Love, Love is just in his prime. Evan Mobley is seven foot tall and going to be the rookie of the year. That's another one. Awards. Let's see. MVP. Jokic is plus 400. They're saying that Embiid might win it, but I think just the way that uh, Jokic plays is better than Embiid. So, right. Rookie of the year award. Here we go. Yeah, Evan Mobley. So he's going to, he's minus 225 on the books. So there's nobody else that's even really that close. Yep. But um, yeah, so. That's a good team, and then Darius Garland is nasty at point guard. Yeah, see, I don't he's, know, I don't know all he, these guys, but he's he's the point guard. He's their point guard, and he he can shoot it, he can score, he can go both with both hands um, in the paint really well, and then and then he just can come in and he they dish it, and it's really tough to get rebounds against these guys. Yeah, because they get they they come in there and like that's like what I noticed. It's like I've noticed because I've taken prop bets like with players on other teams to get rebounds against them. And it doesn't work out very well because you have like, you have like this like three seven foot like three seven footer lineup. They have like a bunch of guys that are like set. There's four guys on that team that are seven foot. Really, we're like six ten plus or six eleven plus. Yeah, like, interesting. So, so that's a, you're right. That's a that's a that's a good team. But um, this uh this Nets game this weekend should be interesting. I like we're we're both expecting James Harden to play. I know that he was sidelined yesterday against the Nuggets, but I think more so even if play. all the stars don't play. I think it's just the fact that if everything goes how it chalked, how it should, that would be the NBA Finals matchup, which is always interesting to see. Like you see in the regular season in baseball or something, you know, or you see, um, you know, I think like last year, I don't know, or maybe it was this year, like the Chiefs and Packers played, you know, you're like, oh shit, like this could be a preview for the Super Bowl or like, you know what I mean? So it's exciting to see, to see those two teams. So yeah, this I'm surprised that Golden State's still so chalked. I just don't think that they have enough. I don't think they have enough. I think enough. they. I Steph think it's is, the same with the Chiefs. Steph like, not, he's not playing well. Though. I agree. Steph's just not playing that well. No, I like, agree. He hasn't scored over twenty points. Like he's like. In, go look at like their like last, like, ten games. He scored over twenty like three times. And this guy's and you got and you, like that's here's one thing is like what people need to start understanding about statistics when you're looking at this stuff, is. Like you gotta look at field goals, like how many attempts are going on, because it's not that impressive. Like I mean, that's that's the thing that like, that's the thing I'm, I look at when people start talking about like, oh well, he's like, look, he just dropped this. It's like, well, yeah, no, but he shot, he shot the ball a billion times, yeah. 20, 21, 27. So he shot the ball twenty. Like this game, he scored thirty nine points, but he shot the ball twenty seven times. Right, and a lot of those are threes. Pretty solid. He was twelve, but he was still sub fifty, sub fifty percent. Is twelve for twenty seven. Yeah. He shot, he shot 16 threes in this game. Yeah, that's a shit ton. And, and he shot well. I mean, that's he scored 39. But then, you know, like you go up to this one right here, and, and the guy shot the ball 20 times to score 13 points. Right. One for 13 from three. 
that's not the that's not the that's not primed out Steph Curry. It seems like ever since he broke that record, you know, for the most threes of all time, he's I don't chilled think out a little a, bit. A sense of complacency. I don't think it's complacency or anything like that. He's like obviously one of the he's obviously the king of three pointers, right? But it's just like feels like it was a mission. Like as you look at back in the stats, I'm looking at them right now. This is he went six. This is how many threes he hit in these games. Six, six, seven, three, six, five, seven, six, five, five, eight, you know. And then you go up here and it's like it's like two, one, four, two, two. It's like yeah. So he's obviously like maybe gone through a little bit of a shooting slump, and uh, you know, like I'm not gonna doubt the guy because obviously, I think, yeah, he's been he's been so damn good throughout his career. It just feels it just feels like looking at that team right now. I, I just don't believe that the answer is Andrew Wiggins, Steph Curry, and Draymond Green. Yeah, I don't think that they they can compete with like a fully healthy big three of the Nets, like you're saying. Right, but I also even, think. I also think it it, it breaks into like I just think that's yeah better. I agree with that I think and that ex- but I think the thing that's they're getting the benefit of the doubt of on books and the lines and everything is the same thing the Chiefs like even when the Chiefs were four whatever they were in eight games and four and four right or something like that mm-hmm. the Chiefs were still second or third favorites to win the Super Bowl at that point right and you're like well how could yeah. that be like these other teams are you know the Cowboys are fucking seven and two and and you know all these teams are doing so much better it's the experience and it's their ability at any point like you talked about steph's got the ability dude when steph clay draymond they get contributions from andrew wiggins they get contributions off the bench all of a sudden that team puts up 135 points and you're like oh shit you know so they could very easily do that lord knows the defense being played by the Nets and James Harden is not uh, top tier either because James Harden could give a fuck about defense. So I don't know. I think it's it's just going to be an interesting game either way. Just a decent tell of of what's going to go down. It'll be highly contested. Um, mm-hmm. Primetime game, ABC, Saturday night. So that's what we got for sports this weekend and should be a good one. So moving on to... The next topic we wanted to touch on, uh, more near and dear to us, located in the general Colorado area, is the announcement of the Denver Broncos hiring Nathaniel Hackett to be their head coach, offensive coordinator from the Green Bay Packers. And in normal situation, normal times, the hiring of a coach maybe doesn't mean a whole lot. Sometimes it's just, okay, we got a guy in, right? The the uh, Bears hired a head coach today. Um yeah, but it feels they it feels hired oddly suspicious that we got this Green Bay guy. Eberflus. Um I don't know. Hold on, I don't know where this sound's coming from. Was that my end? No, it's Oh, it's yeah, coming from it's coming from here. Whoops. Four thousand four thousand alerts every like thirty every thirty seconds it feels like I get an alert because I'm working right now, so I have live data feeds flowing and also that classic little uh do you use slack at work oh yeah oh yeah oh uh, you know you know the little yeah yeah so yeah. like that that's always i hear that every it feels like that things in grin it, i hear it so much that the other day there was a slack commercial on the tv yep i see i hear it all the time and i hear the sound and i turn I heard, and look i heard it on my phone and it like almost echoed on the tv on the commercial and i was like that was pretty funny well, yeah. just like what, are the, like what are the chances? Yeah. But yeah, so Bears hire Matt 
Eberfluss. Hopefully I'm saying that correctly. Colts defensive coordinator. Um, Kind of a weird hire in my mind. Weird hire, and it was the same situation we were looking at for the Broncos when they were interviewing defensive coordinators. It was just simply what is the thought process there? Because I, I the Bears' defense is just good. I like defensive coordinators if it's a team that has a high-powered offense and the defense is where they need to improve, right? Because you're hiring a guy that had success on the defensive side of the ball. With the Bears, their struggles have obviously not been on the defensive side of the ball, and they need a offensive-minded quarterback, quarterback-driven coach to come in and help Justin Fields and the other guys they hope to get or plan on getting. So interesting hire there. We're not going to spend too much time on it, but uh, he was considered for a couple other jobs, it looks like, uh, including the Jags and so, interviewed in a couple different places. Like so, 12th, so they're about 12th in rushing. They were 12th in rushing? 12th in rushing, looks like right here. And then it looks like, um, I guess, receiving would be the same <laughs> as passing, right? They were actually about 20th ranked. It looks, I'm not going to count, but it looks right about sure 18 sure whatever they were like but they weren't they weren't like a top three right so it is yeah, it's, Bills, a, Pat, Panthers, it's a bit the, of a, it's, a, it's a bit of an odd hire i think the broncos one was much better and more calculated because as we all know aaron Rodgers rumors is a free agent or going to be or he's once i think he's yeah technically he's a free agent and then there's the other rumors that start swirling around Devontae Adams isn't super happy in Green Bay. He loves catching balls from Rodgers. Broncos could sign Jerry Judy and lock him up for a while and then dish him to a young team. And now the rumors start flying around. Now, I previously mentioned that if the, if the Broncos get Aaron Rodgers by himself, they wouldn't win the division. And I still think that's true. But if they got, so? if they get the offensive coordinator for Aaron Rodgers as their head coach and Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams, who is arguably the best receiver in the NFL, if not top three, he's not going to be top three without Aaron Rodgers in Green Bay. That just is what it is. He's just not going to be Jordan Love or whoever else they decide to get quarterback, right? Real, real quick side note, and then we'll we'll bounce right. No, back I don't care. Did you see Devonte Adams was the number two receiver behind Jock Peterson in high school? I did. They were on the same receiving core in high they were school. On the same team, and, and Jock and like was like the Pasadena the stat, the stat leader or whatever. I mean, yeah, I'm sure Devonte was more you know more physically gifted he's a bigger obviously like a taller yeah. and well some guys just like sprout late though too receiver. you know like some guys yeah, I don't know. he didn't he didn't look that big and I, I don't know if the age difference would be too because it could have been like jock was senior to a sophomore like a senior and he was a sophomore yeah. yeah something like that yeah so that you've seen that happen but um yeah okay so keep going no i just think if i'm the broncos man and i obviously hired nathaniel hackett that's a great step in the right direction right you already have a young quarterback. You have weapons in place like we've talked about. You have everything you would like to build on in the future. And you could hold on just Hackett and see how it goes for this year, right? But 
there's just this massive opportunity to pick up Aaron Rodgers. And now there's this even bigger opportunity, smaller rumor, but bigger opportunity to pick up a guy like <laughs> Devontae Adams. I mean, week one of the NFL, let's hypothetically draw this out. Under center, Aaron Rodgers, running back, uh, Javante, right? Javante Williams? That's It's not Devontae. It's Javante because they'd have Javante yeah. and then they'd have him at running back, Devontae at receiver. But you say you have Javante Williams playing running back. That guy's – if anybody profiles similarly to Aaron Jones, it's that guy. I mean, runs people over, low center of gravity. After you know, he's even more powerful. Even he's yeah, even like a little looks a little bit thicker. Like hundred percent more broke, more broken tackles type of guy. Hundred percent. And so you don't think Rogers is going to use that? Of course he is. He's going to check it down to him. He's going to utilize that that weapon and that opportunity. And then you go out wide, and you have, let's say Judy goes back to Denver or to goes in the trade to Green Bay. So you lose Judy, but you add Devonte Adams, and you're out wide with Devonte Adams, Corlin Sutton. Tim Patrick, I may be KJ Hamler if he's back and healthy, and Noah Fant at tight end. That might be the best set of weapons that Rodgers has maybe ever had in his career. Maybe. I'd have to look yeah, back like, and see. It's well, it, another thing. Yeah, well it's, well, it's hard to like think about that too because it's like, it's kind of like the Peyton factor. Like when Peyton came here, he like, R.I.P. Demarius Thomas and like you know right. like when no, Derek Decker yeah. and D.T. D.T. and those guys were here. Well, those guys were as good as they were because they had a great quarterback. So it's tough to all like even know how, how good, good these guys yeah. in Denver, how these good how good these guys in Denver right now actually are, with because they because they've had ten different starting quarterbacks in the last five years since Peyton and even Peyton's final years. Obviously, everyone knows that he was, you know. He did. He was the classic old quarterback on the way out. Just and then he got the ship and got out. Like, right. Good, yep. good for him. But like, it's hard to know how good Cortland uh, Cortland Sutton could be with a guy like Peyton and like back in this prime, or a guy like Aaron Rodgers who's coming off of. He's gonna win the MVP this year, so it's like we're talking about back to back MVPs, and he comes here. It's, it's tough to see, like, or tough to know, like, just because like like the quarterback's not just a guy that throws the ball. It's the way that he. It's the way that he can craft the offense and see the see the defense and, and audible at the line, and that's what's going to make him successful, right? Like that's what yep. makes receivers successful. Is like, um, if I'm Jerry Judy and I'm just like I got Drew Locke and I'm just running, you know, running my route that I'm I, that I was supposed to run coming out of the huddle, and all of a sudden I get audible to a little drag route and I'm wide open because I'm against the linebacker. It's like that's where like the the big stats come from you know you get put yep. into a position to succeed so yep. i think aaron like it, it'll be cool to see if he if he does come here i'm i'm now i'm wishful thinking a little bit too much but like if he does come here it'd be cool to see what these guys are actually capable of because yeah. obviously everybody in the nfl was a stud at one point or another in college you know right. probably the number one or number two player on their entire team right? of course so. yeah so i think it'll help i think right now Again, in all the uh, sports books, especially after the Hackett signing, I don't want to guarantee this, but I think the Packers, because most books are offering, you know, a uh, prop or whatever on Aaron Rodgers' next team, right? And you have Packers are on there. The Packers might be favored, but I would assume if they're not favored, the other team that would be is the Broncos. So wishful thinking, 
but also it's not that wishful. It sounds like it's either the most likely or second most likely scenario for him to go. So the, I don't that, know. Us hiring that, that OC was like just such okay, a like, big move. It, it made it it made it feel, but it just made it feel real, you know. Like, and it oh, sounded like shit, last might, year. It sounded like last year, right before the draft or on draft day. Like, I think it was Mark Schlereth, who's a very well-respected color commentator, analyst, you know, NFL veteran. He sent, he made a public statement before the draft, like on the morning of the NFL draft at round one, saying, I bet my next paycheck that Aaron Rodgers' first snap week one of the 2021 NFL season is on the Denver Broncos. That's what he said. And there was other rumors swirling that the Broncos were going to trade in that draft, trade with the Packers or uh, not trade with the Packers, but trade up and then draft Justin Fields and then trade Fields and get Aaron Rodgers, right? Or something like that. It sounds like that trade was not like this, you know, bullshit public rumor. Like it sounded like it was real. And then the time came, I don't think the Broncos necessarily panicked, but they were like, well, we could do that, take a chance on this. And then maybe don't get Rodgers set ourselves up in a bad spot. Or we just take Pat Sertan, who obviously had a great season and was a really good DB for them. So it worked yeah, out. And nice. maybe, you know, and then they went with Teddy B, and Teddy B wasn't great. So I think if I'm a Broncos fan, I'm I'm pretty excited right now, and as yeah. as they should be. And, I mean, I'm, I'm a Broncos fan myself, so I'm hoping that that happens. But if it doesn't, you know, it's if it doesn't, tough. it's been bad. Seven years, really. Yeah, it's, years. it's saying right here in this article that – He's replacing Vic Fangio, who was fired after a seven ten seven and ten season, and that seven and ten season was the fifth consecutive losing season for the Broncos. That's literally the five years after the Super Bowl. That's like they won the Super Bowl and, and went and under five hundred every year. Yeah, and and then we've had ten, I think ten different starting quarterbacks since then, and and, and, then, and four different head. This will be their fourth different head coach since the Super yeah, Bowl. It's been it's been terrible, and that's that's the thing with it is like if you if you look at it, it's like. It really kind of follows the uh, it follows Pat Bowlen too because it's like once they got we got into this whole sh- he passed away and like there was the whole shit show of ownership, ownership you know group, yeah all, all of a sudden like things got you know like his family was just fighting basically over money and then I don't think they were really that, all that concerned about the product on the field which you know I could be wrong but that's what yep. the media at least tells us I would so, say I would say right if now they, if they get Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, it, could it be could. a full reboot. Because first, because they we do that whole court case just got cleared, and the the Broncos might get bought out this year. Yep, as well. And, and they're going to be sold like as like the most a, expensive team ever, or something, right? Like, yeah, yeah, I just saw that too. It might be the most expensive uh, transaction in 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 U.S. sports history. But granted, there hasn't really been very many teams right. that have been purchased. Like, yeah, right. Yeah, so so it's not like when people hear that, they're probably like, well, what about the Cowboys? Well, it's like, yeah. well. Of course, Jerry Jones. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like he's not going to dish the Cowboys, or in the, I don't even know how long yeah. he's actually owned them. But you know, what I mean? right? Like the Cowboys might sell more for more than the Broncos, but th- like this is going to be the most expensive. I think right so. now, on my previous statement, if they just got Rodgers, they wouldn't win the division. If the Broncos get Aaron Rodgers with the new head coach signing of Nathaniel Hackett and Devontae Adams, the Broncos win a minimum of 13 games next season i don't know if that's enough to win the division out of 17 13 and 4 i think they win, I think they win the division i think they had the by far 
it wasn't even close the best defense in the division this year yeah for sure like like and so you, you think, think like they defense, win they, they, win, they the win the division i think they, i think they outright win the division i think if you, if you go back to that time when the chiefs came here and they beat us like 20 to 13 or some shit yeah yeah Eddie bridgewater had 11 passing yards <laughs> you know like, yeah, like, and a concussion and that defense gave up 19 points against that chiefs and like it's mm-hmm. a the people oh god man the correlation between good offense and good, and good defense, defense. so good crucial drive. a good a good eight minute drive with the score That's eight minutes of defense, defense just doesn't ask to play it's yeah they're they're drinking water on the sidelines you know stretching out you know they're full, they're fully charged and and they're going to come back in that game they're going to be able to fire off the line and you know yep. rush the quarterback better cover receivers better but like you go out there and you like the defense just gives up a touchdown on like like early in the game right the seven play 10 play drive whatever the hell it is and then your offense comes back out and responds with a three and three out and it's only a matter of time before you get mowed over yep like this is that's just how it works man yep. so they're humans out there yep so I, I think that i think they even if they get rogers they win the division straight up okay well and, we'll and see. that's and i think they'll i think they'll be better than the chiefs just because of the defense i think the de- and the offense will be good and, and the offense will be enough right to win some games and then sneak the chargers in there on the bottom and if who knows herbert could go stupid but i don't think that that uh defense out there is horseshit yeah they're it's like not good the and then the raiders are just this year they're kind of a fluke in my opinion i mean yeah it's, it's like, pretty uh, much impossible I, I don't know how they made finished. the playoffs to be honest with you losing a coach and a star receiver but yeah we'll see i mean I, it looks like Devonta adams is a free agent he's not even under contract so maybe they franchise tag him or something um but rogers man that would be crazy uh that'd be crazy so that pretty much covers the nfl news in action uh we're 45 min 45 minutes into it here and the next topic we've got two things left to discuss Number one uh, was something that I sent to Jared as I saw it earlier today, sent out uh, by a guy named Brent Coleman. Brent Coleman is, uh, let me see. I don't know his official. uh... Like title. Oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Brett Coleman. Brett Coleman uh, is an analyst, host, creator of The Film Room on youtube which looks like a football related uh breakdown type show something like that again i could be completely butchering this um on his description but what i do know is he sent out a tweet and he said and i quote he says all right i'm just gonna say it the mahomes allen herbert burrow lamar era of quarterbacks is going to be way better than the Brady Manning Ben Roethlisberger Philip Rivers era in the NFC in the AFC. The fun factor just isn't even comparable. Let me read that one more time quicker so the process. He says the Mahomes Allen Herbert Burrow Lamar era is going to be way better than the Brady Manning Ben Rivers era in the AFC. Initial thoughts, Jared. Initial thoughts. I basically think that the, his the hill that he's trying to stand on right now is that quarterbacks are more mobile and run the ball. All basically all those guys that he's talking about right there, like they're not that typical kind of old school 
pocket passing quarterback. Like he named basically an old school NFL pocket passing quarterback and the league is just adapting. So I think like, think about like, I just off the top of my head, I I'm thinking about Manning throwing the ball compared to like a Lamar Jackson or Patrick Mahomes r- running out of the pocket and throwing a sidearm, like yep. skewed spiral down. And like, they, they do cool shit. Like I get it. Like I get what he's saying. But I don't think it's fair because I think it's I think it's just a different era. I mean, for God's sakes, Lamar Jackson's name on Instagram is new era, and it is. It's a new era of quarterback. They're all going to be mobile moving forward. It's yep. just the way the game has to adapt. And and you look at it though, and it's like you have to have that right combination. I think Josh Allen's a good combination of that. I think obviously Mahomes is a good combination of that. I mean, all those guys, and in their own respect, have learned to pocket pass, and they could all dominate when like they all can all dominate in the situation where like they need they need to use the like a run like a step up in the pocket and like i get what they're saying like i'm like i can imagine philip rivers right now just folding with this like the pocket closing on him <laughs> yeah and these guys have some escapability in a way to run the run the ball and extend plays yeah that shit's fun also the nfl is way bigger than it was right now yeah or right right now than it was back then yep where like we have all this new technology we have all the the new camera angles and everything's hd and you get to learn everything about them on social media so like I think people are just more engaged and like, obviously the, the play style might be a little bit more fun, but I just think football as a sports continued to grow. So um, I can see what he's saying, but I think it's like the way he said it, it's kind of like a, it's almost felt like he was taking a shot out of some legend or like at some legends. Right. I agree. That was, that was their era and they dominated the way the game needed to be played and they won and were very successful. And also last, last a little bit about it. It's a little early to start throwing the like, Giving, like legends names around yeah. and like you know anointing them up. It's like these guys have like sixty, seventy thousand passing yards. Like, yep. shut your mouth and tell these guys play for another five or six years and prove at least that defenses can't. Yeah, five or six years and prove that defenses can't scheme right. against them. Yeah, so, and he's saying they're right. going That's to be. Yeah, he's saying where it's going to be more fun and better. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I entirely agree with the statement either. What I will say is that the game of football, as it's, as it's like you said, it's gotten more popular and transitioned more and more. <laughs> we used to see videos of the legendary quarterbacks in the 70s and 80s, Terry Bradshaw and all these guys. Like a good year for those quarterbacks was like 3,500 passing yards and like 25 touchdowns, you know, and then mm-hmm. like 10 picks. It was probably a heavy running game, huh? Heavy run game. And on top of that, the game was not designed to where the quarterback could stand there in the pocket for five minutes, like Tom Brady, find an open receiver. And if he doesn't, or if he does find a guy and gets rid of it, or he stays in the pocket and takes a shot, it's a penalty. It's literally a fucking penalty every single time any quarterback gets touched in the NFL nowadays. And I understand the reasoning behind that. You want to protect your stars, your most marketable players. Back then in the seventies and eighties, those guys were getting rocked like smoked and the quarterbacks couldn't couldn't do the same thing they couldn't roll out even if they had the capabilities that's why the guys with the big arms stood out the most john elway dan marino like those guys had big patrick mahomes arms with accuracy so people are like holy shit these guys are transcending the sport now it's like if you don't have an arm like dan marino you're not going to play in the nfl like you're just not even good enough to play to start so all these guys have this amazing talent. The game's different and better. On top of all that, 
we talk about like penalties and everything it's just a more it's designed for offense nowadays and it has it's slowly it's slowly slowly every single year it's gotten more and more like that and i think the first generation of quarterbacks that's that experienced maybe the first part of that where it was a little rough and tough at the beginning of their careers and became more quarterback friendly was the list of legends he just made. And honestly, that's why most of those old quarterbacks only played fucking 12 years in the NFL. And that was considered a phenomenal career. You got big Ben playing 18 years. Phillip Rivers playing 17 years. Tom Brady is 65 years old playing in the NFL right now. Peyton Manning, if his body didn't physically fall apart and turn to dust, he probably would have played two more years too. I mean, the guy got neck surgery for God's sake, came back and set every record in NFL history. So, they probably both experienced they all of those guys experienced it at one point you know early in their careers or at least they expected that coming into the league and then it got more and more passer friendly now it's super passer friendly i mean quarterbacks not only are passing and running and they can't get touched and they're running all over the fucking place lamar jackson josh allen patrick mahomes burrow is of the list of the guys he just put on there probably the least mobile of all them and he still runs like he fucking quarterback draws all the time so i think it's maybe going to be more fun but it's not necessarily because the players are so much better but it's because of the brand of football that's that's on display and being officiated more than anything i think it's just about protecting the qbs so it'll be more fun in some ways but in other ways it depends what kind of football you like right i mean ask some 60 year old guy like you said not that you're <laughs> you're some 60-year-old guy, but they might agree more with your take and be like, oh, back in my day, Terry Bradshaw used to get fucking pinch, you know, sandwiched between two linebackers and complete a 15-yard pass, and that's beautiful. And it's like 15 yards. Like, I want to see Mahomes seven-step drop, roll out to his right, and six send a ball 65 yards down the field to Tyreek Hill. You know, like, that's yeah. more entertaining. Of course that's more fun, you know? But... I don't know. It's I, mean, uh, I, think, I think a point you touched on, Ryan, that was really good too. Like, just a, like a, just a really good like uh, just a point about it. Is just like overall, just like j- just the way that you can't touch you can't touch these guys anymore. You cannot. Like you can't. You can't. Like like some of the some of the penalties that get happen like where like it's like the defensive lineman pulls up and then his hand like like the lineman pushes him and his, and his hand, hand like hits the helmet and they're like fifteen yards, 15 yards right and a fine. So it's like I, I totally agree with that. It's like you know, like you don't run the ball and scramble the ball, and and, and you don't sit there as co- nearly as comfortable if you know that you can get just killed on any given play. So that's that, that's a good point there. Um, also, also talking about that same point too is um, just like the penalty, like the penalties these days to extend drives, and like like you were talking about how the game is so much more offensively focused. You know what my least favorite penalty? I, I hate roughing the passer when it's like legitim- legitimately not roughing the passer. I hate defensive holding because I think there's defensive holding on every single play. There's I think also that's very, offensive holding. Yeah, it's holding everywhere. Yeah, I think it's a very easy excuse to either kill someone's drive or extend it. Yep. There's two, those two. And also, what the fuck is with the uh, is with pass interference being a spot call? It just like, can't be. Like, it's 15 should, yards. Should, yeah. It's 15 yards. You should not be able yeah. you should not be able to be on your own fucking 30 yard line and have Patrick Mahomes just send a ball down the field 70 yards into the end zone. Underthrown. And then, it's underthrown. And, and then two guys jostle for it and they're like, oh well, the penalty occurred in the end zone. So we, it's a 70 yard game. Like, hey, NFL, fucking fix it. That's a bad like do it how college does it. Yep. Yep. 
Like, you know what I mean? Like, like I, I do not yeah. like that. And I, I, I just think it's, I think it's a bullshit way for like, I think it's a bullshit like cheap Bail way. Out. Like you know, yeah. fans, fans are gonna watch the game anyway, and they know they can get See, away with it. And fans if, like touchdowns. If you're a quarterback, so like, oh. if you're a quarterback, and I think Brady's probably has it in his game plan or in the back of his head. He's got Rob Gronkowski single coverage against the safety or a corner, and he's under pressure. He's gonna throw up a jump ball to, to underthrown jump ball to Rob Gronkowski, and Gronk's gonna run into the DB going back to the ball. Pass interference, automatic first down, spot foul, 25-yard penalty. Like, that's bullshit. To, to finish up the, 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 the thought on the quarterbacks not being touched and mentioning that the quarterbacks used to get hit, these guys that were, you know, mentioned in the early era or whatever, mm-hmm. there's a video of Tom Brady running out of the pocket early in his career. I want to say it was his rookie year. If it wasn't, it was the first two years of his career. Tom Brady, early on in his career, scrambled out of the pocket, ran to the sideline, and he got hit so fucking hard by a linebacker who came free, knocked his helmet off, and, like, decapitated him. And he got smoked. And credit to Tom, young young quarterback, jumped right up, grabbed his helmet, put it back on, went back to the huddle, and everybody was like, oh, my God. Like, one of those hits, you know, you see it once a week in the NFL. You're just like, holy shit, he got smoked if that happened in today's game even if Mahomes is on the run as an upright runner and he's not going into a slide and I think Brady was going into the slide if that happened to Patrick Mahomes Joe Burrow Josh Allen that DB is probably definitely a penalty probably ejected probably (laughs) definitely a hundred thousand dollar fine so the eras are different and I think it's hard to compare it's like the comparison between Michael Jordan and LeBron James. It's a different era of basketball. So it's really hard definitively to say one guy is better than the other. That's also a reason yeah. why Michael Jordan isn't playing 20 years in the NBA. Because when he played in the NBA, you just physically couldn't do it 20 years in the NBA on your body. You couldn't do it. And LeBron, credit to LeBron, obviously, has had an amazing, illustrious career. But... The NBA is a lot softer now. Everybody knows that. And it's the same with the NFL. And yeah. yes, it's about player protection. I get it. You don't want guys like Teddy Bridgewater who has, what, fucking yeah, well, four and career and it's, concussions. It's just, but. it's yeah, well, in, in the same token, like NBA, like like while we're talking about it, the NBA is just like the NFL where they want it to be a little bit more offensive. Of course right? they do. They of course want, they do. They don't want 87 to 91 games. They want 121 to 117. Right. Like, they want threes. That's, like, they want that's touchdowns. Why, and, and, they, and they want to be able to control their stars, like yep. sell merchandise, because – Fucking fans, if you don't watch a game, you can get real jacked up about a 27-point performance from James Harden. But, like, if you're watching that game and, like, you watch a lot of basketball, you can see him shoot 12 free throws and, like, where he goes in in the lane and just gets, like, yeah. draws an like, easy foul. And they've done a little bit better of a job this year. I know right. that there's, like, that rule correction. But, yep. dude, there was, like, a like there was a little time frame where oh, yeah. the players would come up and they would pump fake and then they'd jump into yes. the guys to shoot foul. the three-point shot. And it was, like, it was like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. Like, what's it's the point? Bad. Yeah. So, so I'm just I'm just saying like that's another thing. It's like yeah, they just it's in different. General areas. are geared yeah. geared for offense these days and protecting stars and making stars stats show I, up. I feel like that guy saying that the era of AFC quarterbacks now is going to be more fun is almost an easy statement to make because it's like no shit. Of course it's going to be more fun. They score more points. They're more protected. It's offensive oriented, and of course as we all know. As years go on, things progress, technology gets better, athletes also get better. So back then, they were like, hey, John Elway, you want to throw the ball further? 
get on the squat rack. And now, or Philip Rivers, you know, in early in his career at NC State or Ben Roethlisberger, now you can be a small guy. You can be Russell Wilson. And what does Russell Wilson say? He spends over a million dollars a year on his body, whether that's through personal trainers or wellness coaches or private chefs. Like, this guy's Philip Rivers never had a fucking private chef in his fucking life. Like, Philip Rivers, I mean, it, was he as good an athlete as Russell Wilson? Of course not. But the point is, like, it's a different game. It's a different era, more technology, more resources, more offensive-oriented. So, the interesting take, but it's obvious, and it's also not really taking into consideration the, the eras that they're playing in. So, that'll wrap up that discussion on the quarterbacks. Uh, and jumping into this final topic here, a segment in the show that we'd like to uh, incorporate a little bit more is uh, we haven't really named it yet, Jared. I mean, is there any any particular name that comes to mind? A viral breakdown or a... We'll we'll uh, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. We'll have something for him next time. Yeah, it's something about Cause just we, a because we can come, we can come up with something good. Yeah, just a, a a viral you know a viral video breakdown is what we'll stick with right now, and. This is more steered towards those of you who have seen the, the video. If you haven't, you're going to see it. Uh, just look. Look on Barstool posted it. Uh, other people have posted it. The viral video breakdown of the week brought to you by... I'm just kidding. The viral video of the week is uh, a video that, like we said, was posted everywhere. And it, it, I guess it was... Some girls playing softball. Uh, Jared, if you had to guess age range, what would you say? 10 to 12-year-olds? Maybe, like... Yeah, maybe. I don't know, man. As you get older, that everyone just kind of looks like... The like same. Blends in. Yeah. They're all just young. They could have yeah. been, like, freshmen in high school or they something. They could have been, but the thing is, dude, this field is so damn small. So it's a softball girl. All, she gets they're up... All, they're all that small. Well, this one is, like, ridiculously small because... The video shows a girl in the box. She steps up to the plate... Loads up for a pitch, turns on an inside pitch, uh, and pulls it out, and absolutely just heat-seeking missile to the on-deck batter, absolutely drills her in the thigh, like squared up, as firm as it can get. A few questions here. Number one, looking at the physical orientation of the video, and again, it could be camera angle and lighting and everything else. The on-deck batter is just way too close, like way too fucking close to home plate because if you can't like she didn't she not only didn't react like the ball like she was still tracking it into home plate with her eyes as the ball was hitting her in the thigh like it was ridiculous how close this girl was number two she's close but the third baseman is like the same distance away from home plate as the on deck batter so what if that ball's fair like what's the third baseman gonna, i guess the third baseman's got a glove and she's watching too but like my god i mean like <laughs> I mean, we play baseball, Jared. Like, rule number one is just like when you're on deck, get you know, get prepared for your at bat, but also like, watch your lips, like heads up. And if you're gonna line up in a spot where you can easily get hit by a ball that's just pulled foul, like balls get pulled foul like that all the time. She pulls it foul. It smokes her in the thigh. She immediately reacts, and then the video cuts off. Thankfully, because I'm sure she probably dropped down in a heap and started bursting out in tears. And I mean, I'm sure it hurt, but man, just. Laser also, how, like there's only one way that that pitcher feels good and that like it's not if she threw a fastball because if she threw a fastball and somebody was that early on it that's just just, just a good slap in the face 100 because that 
I, I don't I don't even it's almost it's harder to do that than hit the ball into fair territory. Like way harder. Like I can't even I can't I can't even like fathom like how early you like how anxious you must have been to right. swing if, that, I hope, if that's what you did. I hope to God it was a change up. I hope to God. Or it was a left-handed pitcher throwing a down and in breaking ball because you see that sometimes, right? You see a, le- a right-handed batter and then a left-handed Chris Sale slider and he fouls it off back behind him or between his legs. But even in that case, you have to line yourself up as the person on deck. Like that's especially when they're kids, like they're little kids, put them in a spot where they're not going to get drilled. Cause guess what? That league for the rest of the year and maybe for the rest of the time, they're going to say no more on deck batters. They're going to have them stand in the, in the dugout because the proximity in the field and the orientation of everything. Yeah. It was, uh, again, we hope, we hope the best, uh, for that young lady who, who wore the line drive, <laughs> but it was also, uh, an excellent video. Hilarious. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, video. Uh, just, just, having just yet yeah, being at that angle too like 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 for that well you know the videos like, you know the videos being the recorded by the girl video yeah the girl it, the be, that's the best part about most viral videos is that th- that video the intention behind that recording was not to catch that on camera it was to catch it was dad pulls out his phone to record his daughter taking an at bat <laughs> next thing you know his daughter turns on an inside changeup and pulls it off Kathy's thigh and <laughs> Kathy's got to go to the hospital cuz she's crying so bad man you just you feel you feel for him you know but uh you know it is what it is it's uh it's a good video to end to end uh, the the episode on and uh you know if you yeah, haven't seen well, it uh, check it out <laughs> yeah go just go look I don't even know what you what do you even Google It's on Barstool just yeah, yeah just go to Barstool you can, you can find it on Barstool yeah just just that's one of their yeah, most recent posts on Thursday, January twenty seventh. Yeah, yeah, you're you're right though. She's and like I say, I'll say it every podcast if I have to. I'm not a guy that likes to exaggerate, but that <laughs> that girl was eleven inches. No, she was she was eleven feet, like from the plate. Yeah, from the plate. Yeah. So I mean, even if she knew, like somehow knew that was coming, she was getting drilled by right. the ball, and it yeah. was right in the thigh. I'm sure it sucks, but you know what? I, like, at least it was like, not in the face. Best place. Yeah, at least it was in the, the thigh, and not in the face. And let's like, be honest; it's probably not a viral video. Look. If it goes all, straight to the something. beak, you know what I mean. If it goes straight to the mouth, that's not viral though. That's like you're like, oh man, like, like that hurts. Twisted. It's a sick twisted type. Yeah, of you're like, like, oh, when picture, now our lips are exactly. In the head. It's like, exactly. It only gets posted by some like rotten underground but then like, but fucking... then the viral video is when tommy lasorda is coaching third base and there's a broken bat that comes hurling at him he backpedals to avoid it and then tumbles backwards loses his hat and everyone goes oh ha 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 tommy lasorda fucking you yeah. know clumsy whatever in this case is yeah right off the thigh right but and the only other ones you can probably wear to the face or to you know into sensitive areas is if maybe it's like you know the ones you've seen with the t-ball uh coach he's at third base and or he's like front tossing in a t-ball game or something and kid just hits a screaming comebacker right into dad's fucking junk and you're like that's hilarious like that's awesome you know what i mean like the fucking i love that yeah that's yeah a, yeah that's you definitely don't want to see someone get like like legitimately injured so. yeah right so that's the thing is hopefully uh the young ladies well, i don't know sometimes it's funny hopefully too, she she looks back on it when she's married with kids and says hey kids look at the time my video got 
a million views on on instagram you know something like that yeah. like i don't even yeah. remember it but i don't remember it except for the fact that i'm permanently disabled in my left leg and i have to wear a cast for the rest of my life <laughs> yeah <laughs> so, so no. i had to replace my leg with a, with a yeah. steel rod yeah th those uh yeah see these scars those, these are from the prosthetic leg i had to get uh screwed into my thigh no but i'm sure she's fine uh yeah i hope she's doing great yeah hopefully she's fine uh we'll see though right i guess maybe we'll get an update sometime soon uh but otherwise jared got another solid episode in for those of you who tuned in we appreciate it phenomenal fan podcast it's gonna be back uh sometime after the weekend whether it's sunday night posted monday morning or monday either way we appreciate you guys tuning in once again if you enjoyed the episode feel free to share it you know share it uh, with your friends follow us on social media uh and otherwise thank you guys for listening and we will catch you guys on the next episode of the phenomenal fan podcast jared yes, peace out oh, later brother